Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there, this is Penny. Welcome to our Flourish Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Marion Johnson from Livingstone's Church in Crown Point, Indiana. Ooh, it's Ooh. great to be with you today. I'm so excited to be in Pennsylvania with you. <laughs> At least, I mean, it's very cold today, but it's not actually snowing, snowing, but you're yeah, used to that anyway. Yeah, it's a beautiful fall day. It's been gorgeous. So, Marion and I have been friends for what, a long time now, huh? Yes, I don't even know how many years, but it was love at first sight. It was love at first sight. (laughs) (laughs) So Marianne has so many strengths, and I, one of the things she and her husband, Pastor Ron, are known for is their marriage. They have a wonderful marriage that's uh, worthy of being emulated for sure, and a beautiful family. We were just talking a day out of your eight children, only two are still going to be married. Well, yet. after December. After December, after that's December, right. After December, we'll December have just two, two mm-hmm. yet to go. And, you know, who knows when that'll happen. I'm <laughs> sure it could be right around the corner. You never know. <laughs> yes. But I wanted to talk about several different aspects of life with Marion because she's also a pastor's wife at a very growing, uh, fruitful, wonderful church called Living Stones. And, uh, of course, she has eight children. And how many daughter-in-law, son-in-laws? Um, I have, well, almost uh, six. In December, our daughter will be getting married, so we'll have six. What I have two. Oh, gosh, you're asking me. I'm on the cuff here. I have to count. How many son-in-laws? Okay, so at, at, in December, I will have... Three son-in-laws and three daughter-in-laws. There I will be adding a, a son-in-law and how in many December. Seven grandchildren, but only three of our children have begun to have their families. Well, so we're going to have go. a gazoodle. Oh, you're going to catch up with us. We're <laughs> we're getting ready to have eight number eighteen. So, <laughs> so you're awesome. going to catch up. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. You'll get there. <laughs> so the first question I have here is: What have been your greatest habits? that have helped to keep your marriage fun and a true friendship because you guys are obviously wonderful best friends oh thanks we do we have so much fun i will say the older we get the more we laugh and it just gets better and better and better so that's probably one of the biggest things i tell young people is seasons they're just different seasons in your life um make sure your friendship with I mean Ron and I were best friends we just we had so much in common it was Jesus that really brought us all together or all brought the two of us together (laughs) just the two of us yes but I would say probably um when I was thinking about this um we are best friends um if I have time he's the one I want to be with that I have the most fun with but you really do have to make that a focus that anything that would ever come in your heart to mess with that friendship that you um, deal with it like I word till death do us part and and so I want my heart to always be for him to have fun with him and so it's tending my heart and also um, just watching after his heart he's not just my best friend he's my husband 
And so my heart is, is his tank full? And if it's not, how can I help? I'm a helpmeet. And so I feel like in my older years, I probably struggled with this a little more in my younger years, but in my older years, I realized I'm the only one that can meet not every need, but a lot of the needs. I'm the one that God's placed in his life to focus on his heart. And so I need to tend my heart so that my heart is to honor God, to you know, and also my husband. And that keeps the friendship alive. Mm-hmm. When his, you know, I, I want to make sure God's smiling when he looks at me and how I treat his son, my husband. And so I really, t- I tend my heart when my heart gets upset or overlooked or offended like this is my lifetime friend and so I purpose in my heart to treat him that way to foster my heart that that I don't let anything come between the two of us and it's my responsibility to tend my heart no matter what happens and when I do the fruit of that is amazing and and I feel like one of I would say probably one of the biggest things I remember in my life is probably about 10 15 years ago I mean, we've been married 40 years this coming June so it's been a long time but probably I don't know 10 20 years ago it's been a while I remember driving over to the church to pick him up for lunch one day and I just had butterflies in my heart. I felt like a college girl, you know, is he out of class? Where is he? Where can I find him? And I just remember being so taken back by that. Like, how come I feel this way? I haven't felt this way in so long. And I remembered I had just been a little irritated and frustrated a couple days prior, but I had just made a choice to forgive and to believe the best and to move on and I heard the Holy Spirit say Marion you are eating the fruit of forgiveness Mm. and that shook me so much it's like that tasted so good I want to eat that fruit I want to stay in that place where he's my best friend where the fun you know is remains that makes marriage a lot more fun when you stay best friends and don't you find like I have found sometimes when things are hard difficult in a marriage when you choose to surrender and just like go against the grain of what maybe your flesh is wanting, mm-hmm. that those are the times when you grow the most and you learn mm-hmm. to be just more and more of in the image of God and like, hey, this is who I really want to be. It's it's hard at the moment. Oh yeah. But yeah. then you're right, the fruit it, it yields. Well, what about mm-hmm. like because your life is so busy, you have a lot of kids, grandkids, and you're uh, the pastor's wife of a large growing church. Mm-hmm. What are practical habits and things that you do to maintain that closeness with Pastor Ron? Like, what? How do you how do you set aside the time needed and all of that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what I just said is is uh, you know I think about his heart. I know. I mean, we've been together a long time, so I know him. When when I I when I say is his tank full, I mean is he struggling with in any area whether it's physically with you know is he tired is he getting a little short is he is something going on you know I would say when I when I think of habits I mean that is a habit to me because I I know that I want to keep that in the forefront of how can I help I know I'm not responsible He's responsible for his heart, mm-hmm. but I am a helpmeet, and mm-hmm. there are things that I can do. So I, I when I think about that, you know, I, I want to make time for him. Right, I know right. that time with me 
fills his tank and i don't just mean that intimacy wise i just mean being together mm-hmm. um focusing um on him um that just i see him bloom you know yeah. when i when he um it's your priority yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely and is that always my agenda no is that always what i want to do no but i realize the fruit of it you know i i see the fruit of it and i so those kind of things become I I just want to make sure what are things that he loves and I will tell you sometimes it might be in a season where I'm like what about me what about me yeah but I realize if I will focus outside of my needs and pour in then my needs get met Mm -hmm. I mean it -hmm. it it really 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 works yes um so that's good just looking out after his heart because when 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 there's peace in his heart it brings peace to my heart Mm -hmm. and it's it produces great fruit it produces you know our, our relationship is healthy and it spills over into our kids into our church um that's good so. well i want to shift a little bit on um you know you and i have kids that are completely grown obviously mm-hmm. have their own kids and there are times obviously we know that things don't always go the way we had planned when oh, our kids yeah. are <laughs> here and there <laughs> So when things go that way, <laughs> in ways you hadn't planned or necessarily hoped, how do you proceed? What's your strategy? How do you relate to your kids? How do you handle it, you know, when things disappoint you? Like, mm-hmm. especially even when they're older, you know, when you no longer sure. are like the authority in their life. Mm-hmm. What? How do you handle that with them? Yeah, well, I, I think just in... <laughs> hold on loosely yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i I think some of the sometimes we have these expectations and expectations can be deadly because most of the time things life doesn't go the way that we think it will go it is what it is now what are you going to do and i think just um looking at the situation and it's like help lord i i I can't do this without you i don't know what to do i thought this and this would happen and it's not and instead of getting depressed or angry i mean i I will tell you so many times i've had to deal with my own heart even with god Mm -hmm. as my kids god has used my kids to change my life Mm -hmm. he's used my kids to show me where i don't really trust him Mm -hmm. where i'm offended with him because i did this this and this god and weren't you supposed to do this didn't it say in the word and so it just got entangled up in things so i feel like you know just again tending my own heart um and directing my heart it's like it's kind of a corny saying but if it's not good then god's not done yet Mm -hmm. and so i've tried to encourage myself with the lord connect with other people and you know just to look at situations and see okay god how how do i help sometimes my help is stay out of the way and pray Sometimes me having an opinion about everything or two cents about everything doesn't help the situation. And so really, I really have to trust in the Lord and ask him, how can I truly be a help in this situation? But yeah, many things do not go the way the way that I thought they were. But God always has an answer if we will take the time to listen to him. The Holy Spirit will direct you and help you. I was just talking to somebody just a couple days ago, and we were. I mentioned to them about, you know, when our kids were growing up, we wanted them to date God, and we wanted them, mm. you know, to really 
take their, you know, like, yeah, boys are cute. That's God made you to think, you know, boys and girls are cute, but it's what you do with those emotions. And then, man, it just didn't go all the way we (laughs) thought it would. But I will tell you, as we have really sought the Lord in every situation, he's helped us direct our children and encourage them. And have they done it all right? No. Did we do it all right? No. But God comes in and I would say some of the biggest life lessons have been when it did not go the way I thought it would or I wanted it to. Those are the times I have sometimes been totally knocked off my rocker or my feet and Mm -hmm. thinking, being offended with God and disillusioned. Mm -hmm. But I've always run to God. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't want to because I'm mad right. at him. Right. But I'm not dumb. I'm not going to run to Satan or the world. I'm, I just know there's nothing there. So eventually it's like I get myself to the place where help God. I don't know what to do here. And then he has given us wisdom, direction, how to help our children. Sometimes he's given us the grace to shut up and yeah. pray and love them where they're at. Other times he's given us the words to encourage them. Did they always like it? Did they always want it? No, but you see when you're led by the Holy Spirit, which, and you know, that part I think is just so, so mm-hmm. important. Because mm-hmm. not any of our children are the same, right. and we can't have these cookie-cutter rules and guidelines. It's just it's not going to work. We're going to be disappointed. We're going to be upset. We're going to be angry. We're going to be weary, disillusioned. But listening to the Lord, and He will direct your path. He will help you come out of the pit. He will help your children get out of those places. I was telling someone recently that, you know, throughout the course of my life being a wife and a mom, I can't tell you how many times where I found myself desperate and just had nowhere to go but to get on my knees and begin mm-hmm. to ask God for help and also to begin to open the Bible and then speak promises over my life yes. and my household and my family. Yes. And yes. that was the thing that caused me to be able to go forward. Yeah. And you and I were talking a little bit earlier about learning how to fight. Mm-hmm. And we have to be fighters. Yeah. And when you're Amen. in a family and you're the raising good kids, fight. A that's good a good fight. fight. That is a fight worth you fighting. You have to learn how to fight and mm-hmm. not just necessarily just cave or mm-hmm. even feel sorry for yourself or yeah. just kind of beat yourself over the head you have Mm -hmm. to find Mm -hmm. an intersection with god and get with him face to face get on your knees get in your quiet place open the word Mm -hmm. begin to say okay this is what the bible says for my life right now and Mm -hmm. i will hold fast to that and that was the only thing that was between me and insanity sometimes you know yes and i i want to say the word the word the word the other day i just had a situation where i woke up i had a dream and i started to pray and i just thought i need scripture and i'm I'm feeling this deeper than i've ever felt this in my life like my words that i'm just going to pray i need to know what does the word say because the truth is like a sword and we need to fight with the word of god and the cool thing is you can say hey siri what is that scripture about no weapon formed against me i mean if you don't have a bible in front of you it seems like everybody seems to have their phone Get the Word of God, write down scriptures, declare the Word of God over your situations, and it will encourage you. It will give you something something to fight with right. that will produce results. Rather than just even speaking out loud to ourselves, like muttering to ourselves about how bad the situation mm-hmm. is, or, oh my gosh, I can't, this never changes, this is mm-hmm. always the same, they don't do this, this child won't listen, I'm at mm-hmm. my wit's end. 
it's much more effective to begin. Of course, we have those moments where we feel like that oh, on a regular always, basis. Yeah, yeah, we all but do. then become a fighter. Get in, get in the arena. Get in the ring and go after it. Go after what God's hope is for you, what God's plan is for you. Amen. Whether it's in your marriage, in your personal life, or with your kids. Mm-hmm. So, on, and Can I just ahead. say, too, go it's ahead. so important with our confessions life and death are in our tongue Mm -hmm. and so many times we might even quote a scripture but then we'll say well you know my son he's always this way or you know my mother-in-law or you know my husband or you know my whatever and we negate the power of the promise and the power of the word of god if we will watch our idle words and our faithless confessions Mm -hmm. and repent of those and declare the word of god in faith believing and then a lot of times i tag on there help my unbelief god right Right. take my unbelief too because i'm declaring the word of god help me to trust you and to believe you with all my heart amen again it's a fight yes a good fight on a on a little more cheery note, or a little more <laughs> pleasant note, what what was your favorite part of being a parent? The kids. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it helps to have kids uh, if you're gonna yeah, be a happy parent. What's so crazy? in my life is I babysat to make money. I did not babysit because I loved your kids. I didn't hate kids, but I just, what God did in my own heart when I began to have children, they just, I don't know, something changed in my heart. I have loved being a mother. And if somebody would have told me when I was younger that I would be a mother of eight, I would have laughed in your face. And so would have Ron, you know, that there's, we would have run the opposite direction from each other if somebody told us that. But just the joy that of, of how God, how God has used my children to change me, to grow me up. But I've just said, and you have to focus on the joy because I'm telling you, having eight kids times two feet times how many days in the week and that many socks and sorting the socks. Oh, my gosh, there's more things to get frustrated and upset (laughs) and the crayons on the wall and the blowout diapers and the whatever. But I just feel like I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just the people that were praying for me. So pray for moms with little kids but just the grace and the i mean the children yes there's hard stuff but if you will focus on the joy it's like i had to focus on you know what i have lots of laundry but man look at all those kids that Mm -hmm. made those laundry that Mm -hmm. laundry Mm -hmm. you know and and really direct your heart direct your heart to the kingdom where the peace and joy is it's a lot more fun to live with the peace and joy and it is it is a fight it is it is a fight that i didn't it's not every moment of the day i live there but i've learned again tasting the fruit of that it's like i like to be full of peace and joy so the lord's been teaching me how to get to that place even in the middle of the storm even when my heart is broken even when i'm upset I can tell my soul, we're not going to stay here. This is not a good place. This is not where the Lord wants me. And I cry out, help. And he does. It works. It works. It works. I agree. I agree. And just even when you're raising young children, I think I'm like you. I loved being a mom. I loved being with my kids. And Mm -hmm. whether it was at home or going on little jaunts here and there, you know. Mm -hmm. But then the investment in now knowing them as adults oh, is, is so goodness. wonderful. And then, then you yes. have grandkids, and it's like, are you kidding me? This is too much fun <laughs> yeah, for words. I know. We get to do this. <laughs> I know. I was just telling Marion, I was showing her around my house and saying, 
I told my husband that we had to build a grandchildren paradise when we moved here. So, <laughs> and it's the best. <laughs> our house. Is, I took pictures. <laughs> it's devoted to our grandkids, but you know, it, you are investing in them when they're mm-hmm. little. You're doing a lot of the physical hands-on labor, but then when they yeah. grow up you know it all changes and and the relationship is so different and and they are peers then and they are friends and then you have these amazing grandkids and it's just like wow so I was in the dentist the other day and and I walked in and I said to a woman how are you she goes oh I'm living the dream and she was kind of being sarcastic I said so am I (laughs) and And you meant it I meant it I started telling her about my family she goes oh wow you really are living the dream All right, how about this? Go ahead. Uh, one other thing. I just want to encourage young moms that are in the middle of it that it's hard and you some might feel trapped in your house and wh- where's me time and all of that, that it's this is a season and we all go through seasons and just knowing the season that you're in, learning how to find the grace of God. It says in the word, his grace is sufficient. It means it's more than enough. So asking Holy Spirit, I need some extra grace. I used to tell ladies, I'm a grace hog. If I stole yours today, I'm so sorry, but I asked first. I needed it. (laughs) But there's enough. But I'm serious. Asking God to give you the grace for where you're at now, because Penny and I can both tell you the season of life that we're in. Every season has its ups and downs, but the, the season when your kids become friends is it is so glorious in the grandchildren season. But if you if you faint you know, if you faint in your marriage, if you faint in raising your kids, you know, it's it says if you don't faint, you will reap the harvest. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage every worn out, overworked, underpaid mom, God has grace for you. Ask him to show you where it is, and he will turn your mourning into joy, and he will show you how to have fun in the moment and not keep longing. It's going to get better when this changes. Don't wish the moments away right. right now enjoy them even yeah. even though they seem overwhelming enjoy them yeah and honestly we could go on and on because i was <laughs> going to ask you a lot of questions about being a pastor's wife too because i know that's a whole nother ball of wax but we're kind of ending our time and there's so much to be said about being a mom and I, my last question was you you pretty much answered it how would you encourage someone listening to be able to mm-hmm. stay the course and not be discouraged regarding raising their children or standing with them as adults yeah and i and i feel like just knowing this is a season the even the adage this too shall pass this is not going to be forever but not just will the hard times but the precious moments memories of now will pass so let's eat the meat and spit out the bones and just you know asking god to help us and when you lose your joy that that's when life gets really tough mm-hmm. you know asking god to show you where you're you know where you're where you left your joy and perspective let him change your perspective and to recenter you if you have weariness tell it to leave in the name of jesus mm-hmm. that's one of the weapons the enemy tries to bring over us just where we'll give up where we'll faint and he promises that you will reap a harvest if you don't faint so ask god to help you and show give you creative ways to help you in this season and he will he if you need help maybe he'll send a friend to help you or give you a creative way to get the kids involved in doing different things 
He will do that. If you ask, it says that he will answer you. Keep asking. Keep knocking until those doors are open. I promise you it works. It really does. Would you pray for the ladies that are listening, those that are moms and those that aren't, um, just maybe struggling with discouragement right now or feeling overwhelmed, um, just, you know, all the events of the world that are transpiring right now can be mm-hmm. really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Would you just pray for courage and for yeah. peace for women that are listening? Sometimes men listen as well, That just that they would able to be able to draw near to the Lord and he would yes, show yes, himself to them. Yes. So, Father, we just thank you that you are a good Father. You are good all the time, and you can be nothing but good. So we speak to every situation in our life that's difficult, that isn't good, or we don't see it as good. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would give us correct thinking, that you would encourage us in in our faith, in our walk, in, in our wifing, in our mothering, in every area of our life. Lord, we ask for you to bring alignment in our heart with you because, God, we know when that happens and things begin to fall into place. And I, I thank you that your kingdom, God, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you that Jesus paid the price for everything to be right. And as we seek after you, we go after you, as we cry out to you, God, sometimes it's just sitting down and crying and just saying, help, Father, that you hear those cries. And we just take, I take authority over every lie from the enemy that would want to discourage and cause people to think that God's forgotten them, abandoned them, left them in any way. Father, I ask that you would encourage them, that you would minister to them, Father, that you would bring right thinking, right actions because of you, Jesus. We don't need a Savior just to go to heaven someday. We need a Savior every minute of every day to be in your kingdom and partake of the blessings of that kingdom. So your blood, Jesus, makes it possible for us to think right, act right, to be in that righteous place. And when we do, Father, you say the fruit of that will be peace that doesn't make sense. I just declare the peace of God over every heart, every marriage, every home in the name of Jesus, that fear, anxiety, weariness, everything that exalts itself above you, God, would flee in the name of Jesus. And that your joy, you say your joy strengthens us. God, I just declare the joy of the Lord would strengthen them, that they wouldn't just stop with peace, but that they would ask and seek and knock for your joy. Father, that you're the joy of our salvation. We know you. We don't have to do this on our own. We have you. We have access to you, and you do love us. And God, we give you every area where we have come into agreement with a lie that makes us think that we're alone and we can't do this. Lord, as we declare, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. As we declare the word, God, encourage us. That's how we encourage ourselves in the Lord encourage every heart give them scriptures that are like protein bars for their spirit that will encourage them that will encourage their souls father and cause them to go from glory to glory cause them father to be able to to have hope and to get your grace and all of the amazingness of your kingdom and who you are we just speak blessing upon every heart in jesus name yes lord and even i just pray for a specific for mothers of young children right now where 
they just feel like they're hitting a brick wall day after mm-hmm. day where they're just feeling overwhelmed in their own household. And instead of being a place of joy and peace, it's a place of frustration and anxiety, mm-hmm. God. I pray that you would give them the ability to shut the door for a moment and mm-hmm. just come to you, Lord, and to just cast their cares upon you and ask for an anointing for that day, for that child, for that situation, Lord, Mm -hmm. where they could make an exchange, God. They could trade their fear, their anxiety, their concern, their stress for your peace. And I pray that they would be intentional and go after it, Lord. They wouldn't just take the day as it comes and just let it knock them around, but they would be intentional and purposeful, Lord, to fight for your purpose, for their life, for the life of each one of their children, for their future, for their destiny. God, just give them the wherewithal and the courage and the fight to do that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So thanks for being with us today, and thank you, my dear friend, Marion. My pleasure. This was, this was fun. We'll do it again. <laughs> Sounds great. So thanks for being with us. Love you all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.